0: Hello, nerds! It's your Dungeon Master pal, me, Tony Sindelar. Well, when the pandemic hit last year, we were locked in our houses, and with nothing to do, we ended up playing a lot of the official sports of shut-ins. That's right, Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, One of the things we did was play a bunch of short Dungeons & Dragons adventures that are all set around a single town. Our players created new characters, and there are different players and characters in each of the mini-adventures. So instead of a single party, over time you'll see a bunch of familiar characters in all sorts of different groups. Who knows, there might even be two annoying bards in a single adventure. So for the next seven months or so, this new season of Total Party Kill will take you to the town of White Sparrow. And if you're impatient and want to hear the dozens of hours we've already recorded for these adventures, as well as the Dog and Pony Show and Egglass Angels and so on, become an Incomparable member today. Go to the incomparable.com slash members to sign up. All members get access to the TPK live show feed, which contains everything we've played, even stuff that won't appear on Total Party Kill until 2022. That's right, 2022. Thanks for listening, and now here's Total Party Kill in Whitesparrow. In the
1: town of White Sparrow, there's a giant
0: Welcome back to Total Party Kill. I am your friend and dungeon master and lovable nerd on the internet, Tony Sindelar, and it is time for more Total Party Kill. We have brought with us uh, two returning Total Party Kill regulars and three uh, relatively fresh-blooded individuals to foul everything up. Let me introduce our returning players first. First off,
1: it's Dan Morin. Oh, hello. Hi, Tony. It's great to be here with you on a Wednesday night. Am I introducing something now? What am I doing? You traditionally you would tell us the name of your new character that you're playing. I guess I could do that for you. I am playing Querus, who goes by Q. Uh, Q, and he's a he's a bard. <laughs> new
2: new new players. Does he have like a song he uses to introduce his name? <laughs>
1: New my players. name is Kyaris. <laughs> it rhymes no with Maris. No one told me. No one be songs. Uh, well, he there's says a, bard yeah. a bard. Yeah. I'm a bard lately disembarked from a pirate ship. Uh, my name is Kyaris. I drive
0: a late model Toyota Yaris. That's <laughs> <laughs> you. You drive a late model Toyota so. Yaris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well that's one person introduced. <clears throat> this is going great. <laughs> All the time we have. Yeah, only... <laughs> also here uh it's Aline Sims hi Aline
3: hello i am playing lee an aergenasi monk
0: so, Aline and Dan are our regulars who you have heard on a variety of Total Party Kill adventures of the past. They are the stalwart foundation that we are building this experience around. Also, I am here. Let Jesus. us introduce our three new, new, new-ish players. Uh, so, I will introduce you and if you could tell us your character name and maybe, you know, your, your background with Dungeons & Dragons because it may have been a year or two for some of you. Uh, first off, God help us. It's Glenn (laughs) Feist.
4: That's some introduction. That is some introduction. I'm here to ruin it, as you know, uh, with uh, my usual elan and lack of knowledge of what I'm actually doing and then accidentally destroying everything in the process. So uh, I'm Karakhan the Wise, a human with raccoon tendencies. uh, And that's about all I know. I play Dungeons and Dragons avidly... uh, and extensively, oh, 40 years ago, so we're doing great. I'm going to do great. Everything's the same, yep. Glen.
1: Everything's the same. Yeah,
5: nothing's changed. I have
4: an yeah. assistant here.
1: Every every spellcaster should have an assistant. I feel like that's
4: mm-hmm. right. That's true. I have, I have a DD and d an experienced dungeon master at my side who is going to help. Guide.
0: If Glenn wins, he's cheating. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> also here, it's Kathy Campbell. Hi, Kathy. This is not your first total party kill experience, but your first experience with me as a dungeon master. So welcome.
5: Yes uh thank you i have also played D in real life i guess um
0: what, is this a simulation
5: <laughs> i am unsure at this state in life and in the world um so i'm here with my multitudes of unicorns to hopefully help me roll some good dice counts um we'll see how that goes i am playing thamia who is a goliath fighter
0: Hmm. And for those of you, perhaps some of our new players aren't familiar with a Goliath, a Goliath is sometimes known as a half giant. So they're pretty big. And last but not least, one of my favorite incomparable panelists, uh, Lisa Schmeiser. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to Total Party Kill. How were you tricked Hi. into this?
2: Um, I was supposed to play as a cave person last summer and had a work deadline that crept up and then exploded and couldn't do it. So when Tony offered me the chance to come back and redeem myself, I said yes. I am playing um, Gwendell, the uh, human cleric. Uh, Gwendell is absent-minded and uh, tends to, if if a, if an orc is charging her, she'll probably stop and like study the armor to see if she can figure out from whence it came, as opposed to you know ducking. Um, <laughs> and the last time I played Dungeons and Dragons was during, I think the first Bush administration. I was like, it's going
0: to be defined by a presidential administration, isn't it, Lisa? Yes. Um, Yes. I I know who you are. Uh, Yes.
2: (laughs) It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, I look forward to being the horrible warning um, that people learn by rather than any sort of good example.
0: It's it's all good. I think our listeners enjoy hearing new people uh, work through <laughs> D&D uh, because, you know, some of them are aspiring to play D&D themselves. And what is this podcast, if not a terrifying enabler uh, for people to pick <laughs> up uh, bad habits and spend too much money on media? So we will be playing an adventure called The Nightblade. I should just mention uh, this is an adventure from a collection called Fantastic Adventures put out by the Fly, Sly Flourish uh, website, which I have been using for many years. They have lots of really useful DD and uh, materials, and they put this out as a... You can buy it as a, a book or a, uh, uh, a p- PDF, and I think I paid $15 for it, and it has, like, 10 adventures in it, and they're all intended to be kind of short, one-shot-y things, one-shot being, like, one session. We're not going to get through this one all tonight. Um, but they look great, and you will probably hear some of the other ones on Total Party Kill, Uh And they are all... Yeah, I'm excited. So, let us get into the thick of things. Um... All of you, because this is a one-shot, we're we, we are just going to say, you all know each other. Perhaps some of you go way, way back. Perhaps some of you just met, you know, a day or two earlier traveling on the road. You're all aspiring adventurers seeking to make a name for yourself or find knowledge or glory or treasure or, you know, whatever might motivate you to get up, pick up a weapon or a book and go out into the world. It is not enough for you to be a, a farmhand or a craftsperson or a town drunkard you want to do something and travel and see the world and maybe right wrongs maybe wrong some rights i don't know i'm not defining your morality here um and so it, it happened that you know it's it's dangerous out there in the world it can be uh, best to uh, to travel with some friends and you have all decided uh for whatever reason that you're gonna you're headed in the same direction you might as well travel together uh and you find yourself on the road um Headed in the general direction of a town called White Sparrow. That is where you're hoping to uh, spend the night uh, after probably spending uh, a little bit of time traveling in the wilderness. Um, you know, with just you in the the open road. So, uh, for our video viewers, I've just opened up a world map and I have kind of scattered the player tokens at the southern corner, of, southern side of the world map. Um, so this is the valley uh, where. The next couple of adventures I'll be running will take place, as provided by Fantastic Adventures. And I'll tell you, probably the only, you know, White Sparrow, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's in a valley surrounded by a bunch of mountains. There's an old keep, because there's always an old keep. But White Sparrow does have one, you know... To call it a tourist attraction would be would imply that there are tourists. Uh, but one signature landmark that many people know about, and perhaps you are curious about at least just to see, which is it's got a giant stone hand sticking up out of the ground. I was
4: wondering about
2: that. Yes, it does. Oh, I, I have to go see it. I have to go yes. see what it's made of, and if there are markings around it, and if there are if yeah. plants grow near it or don't it grow must near it.
1: Compose a song of the yeah,
0: giant. Yeah, so white hand. white oh, sparrow. No. It is known this for like a very
4: bad idea.
1: Um,
0: giant, giant stone hand. Uh, it's been there for as long as anyone knows. Um, and you are traveling a- on your way there. You probably think you've come down from the mountains and are headed through the forest in the direction of White Sparrow. You think you can't be more than like two hours or so from White Sparrow at this point, right? Uh, hopefully, you can get there in time for dinner. And as you are making your way uh, along the the uh, the forest road, um, you 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 spot something, perhaps unusual. Uh, there seems to be a uh, a wagon tipped over with a um, like a tree collapsed on top of it. This is the part where I try and have a wagon ready to go, and I don't. <laughs> Seamless. <laughs> ah, A wagon.
5: <laughs> Look at that wagon.
2: The
0: so, like,
5: wagon. It, like any, it was tipped
0: uh, over. <laughs>
2: there's no animals nearby. The animals have all gone away.
0: There, there is, there's no pack animals leading this wagon. It just looks like a wagon. It looks like there were probably some crates in it, but they're, uh, they're, they're gone. Uh, or they're smashed up, uh, and there's a wagon sitting there. Uh, Is there you know, any writing in- on
2: the side of the wagon, or any writing on the sides of the crates?
0: I would say you'd probably have to get a lot closer to the wagon to see that. You're kind of, you know, you came around a bend in the road, you saw a wagon. Let's say that wagon's a good thirty or forty feet down the road from you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So do we yeah. hear? So,
3: do we hear anything coming from the wagon? Do you want to give distance? me a,
0: a perception check, Lee? 12 12. you listen you don't hear anything seems in fact it's like it's a little too quiet uh there's (laughs) there's no birds chirping or anything
2: oh wow yeah
0: you know you're level two you might be i don't know how you feel about that
4: uh it seems like i should blow that wagon up because i could do that i could blow that wagon up (laughs) perhaps let's Let's not jump to conclusions friend i don't know it's very attractive I'd like to
2: see if we can investigate it a little bit more first. Well,
4: all right, but blowing it up just sounds
2: so great.
5: Okay, if there's nothing in there that we need, you can blow it up later. How about that?
1: I think there's always a good story behind how such a wagon would end up tipped over in the middle of the road with no animals near it. I'm thinking of blowing. Something is there else anybody
2: up now? in our party who has really good eyesight or can can study it a little bit more before we get a little bit closer? I do,
4: I do. Okay. <laughs> would you mind
2: studying it in return for a promise to blow up at least one crate?
4: Uh, maybe. I think yes. I have good eyesight. Huh. I, have, I have 60 foot okay. dark vision, I believe. This is like what it's like managing <laughs> nah. a toddler. You can blow up <laughs> one crate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, this is how you can tell I had a dollar. <laughs> uh, okay. Just you listen to me now.
4: So can yeah. I? Uh, do I roll for? Uh, yeah, roll perception.
0: So you, what do you I roll. Roll a d twenty. A d twenty. Whenever I tell you to roll something, assume a d twenty.
4: Okay. So I've rolled a, <laughs> a, two, right. a, two. a two. A two. It's plus zero.
2: Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, my perception score is plus three. Should I maybe roll for it then?
4: You are significantly better two. than uh uh
0: Glenn, how do you say your name again? Karakon? Karakon! Karakon! Right. Karakon. So, yes. Glenn Glenn, just to close the loop, you've rolled a two. Can you add zero to that?
4: <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? Yes, that's uh twenty. No. Oh. It's, two. it's, it's two. Two. Uh, I think he uh, gets uh, inspiration uh, for that. <laughs> Negative fifty on my mouth. Uh,
1: uh, you
0: said
4: and a two. You
0: didn't say where to put it. So just just frame of reference for our new players, a two is not a very good score. No. <laughs> so okay. The the range is from one to twenty. Twenty mm. is really, really good. One is abject failure.
2: So wait a minute, you looked at your sheet and you thought you had like Good long
4: sight in your perception I have 60 foot dark vision though. So we may but have but learned it's something. Dark. Oh, Wait, <laughs> well, what if it was night? That, like, <laughs> let's just, here. just to clarify. It's
0: not. <laughs>
2: okay.
0: Second, I, I think that we learned a lot both about Dungeons & Dragons so far and also about Glenn.
2: <laughs> so. Okay. so so I have a perception of three. Should I maybe roll the yeah. 20 and see what I get? Okay, let me do it that now. It is
0: literally mathematically impossible for you to do as bad as Glenn.
2: <gasps> oh my <laughs> gosh, so I rolled 20! Wow!
0: Lisa, so now you
5: are have you twenty three? Lisa, that. are yes. you running?
0: Are you running a con on us? You have to tell us. <laughs> well. So, Lisa, you have rolled a twenty. You would add uh-huh. your three to that and get a twenty three, okay. which is very good. You somehow avoid being distracted by Carakan. Uh, Wait, twenty Gwendo- is better
4: than two. You say?
0: Yes. Yes. Gwendale, you look around and you notice that. Uh, that tree that has been kind of toppled over on this wagon to smash it, like this mm-hmm. whole scene does not make any sense. There's no, no animals. That tree clearly chopped down, and in fact, you think you see some uh, some kind of figures in the shadows of the uh, the tr- the trees and the brush to either side of the path, right where this wagon has been knocked over. I think everything about this might scream trap
2: setup. Can I yeah. see how many figures are on either side of the brush?
0: I will tell you with a 20, uh, yeah, you can tell that there's probably about three on each side.
2: Okay, and can I tell, like, how big they are or if there are any different species?
0: They look humanoid.
2: Okay, so they're humanoid. There's three on either side. Uh, it's extremely quiet. Um I'm going to tell the rest of my party.
0: Okay, I was going to say, right now, you know this, and no one else knows this. I'm going (laughs) to tell
2: the rest of my party and say, hey, I just happened to notice that this tree's been chopped down. This wasn't a natural accident. I think we're supposed to be lured in by the promise of going through the cart and or blowing it up. But there appear to be three armed people on either side of the cart lying in ambush for us. What do you guys think we should do?
1: Well, this sounds like fun. Shall we <laughs>
0: investigate further? <laughs> Gwendiel, I will tell you, with a 23, you also, you know, perception is vision and hearing, I think, right? Uh, uh-huh. You hear one of the figures whisper to the other one, why aren't they coming over here? Uh,
2: they're, expe- And then so I tell the rest of my party, hey, they're expecting us to come over. So do we want to sit tight and wait for them to get bored and angry and try to attack us while we're waiting for them. Traveling party. Here's my suggestion. I think that we should have Querus conduct a sing song and we all pretend we're interested in what he's singing.
4: Send him <laughs> out in advance, several paces. No, no,
2: no. Like we have, we sit like in rapt attention or we feign rapt attention and these guys will eventually get so bored and so irritated that they'll try to rush us, but ha, ha we'll be ready for them. That's my proposal. What do you guys think? I'm not really a strategist, but I read about it once in a book. And, like, it totally worked in the great feint of Sunlight Dell. So, if we have a bard, we might as well make him useful.
1: Ah, Sunlight Dell, one of my favorite stories of all time. I think that sounds great. Uh, QRS pulls out his instrument, which is a, ba- a, ba- a bagpipe.
4: <laughs> oh, no, no. 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 <laughs> I need to bring up the notion of blowing things up again. Some say the bagpipe is the best
1: instrument. I took bagpipe proficiency for this reason. Yes. All all of you have heard
0: a lot of bagpiping over the last couple of days. Possibly you had all blocked it out until right. this moment.
5: <laughs> I mean, I was going to say that the best way to spring a trap is to know that the trap is there. But yeah. I'm... Um, I'm second-guessing.
0: You think the best way to spring a trap is some kind of bagpipe plan instead? <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, I think it was
1: Catullus who said that.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so we'll lull them into a false sense of security, because no, no one, one ever
1: attacks bagpipers. Exactly.
4: Do you no, have a banjo, maybe? We could it's do banjo. Sadly,
1: uh, I confidence. can also play the pan flute and the dulcimer, but I'm not carrying either of those. <laughs> Welcome
0: to the world <laughs> of Dundas.
1: Where are you keeping the dulcimer, Cavaras? I don't have a dulcimer. I just know how to play one right so we could make a permanent it's like, one of it's like riding
2: a line. bicycle you never really forget how to play the dulcet that's right
1: right
3: work. yeah so that's what they say
1: <laughs> i was going to say this, perhaps uh perhaps our friend we could indulge our friend karakon and give him an opportunity to blow up some of these ambushers
4: i was hoping oh, to blow right. something up uh i have some good blowing up spells i think don't i
1: he consults okay. his assistant. <laughs> got He's
5: some... got to consult his
4: familiar. So,
2: are you going to blow things up by like lobbing projectiles at them, or are you going to like sneak up and try to blow them up like on site?
4: Well, which one do you? I got this great thing called Chaos Bolt that really fits my personality. It really <laughs> does. Yeah. Into... Wow. That's Work perfect. Works from 120 feet, and it's. uh What do you think? Is that a good? It's a 2d8 effect, plus three hit. Does that all make sense to anybody? Am uh, I ever saying things? I
1: think you got to choose what type it is. Oh, so I you see. You could use, like, fire,
4: whatever. So I could use, oh, right, I could use fire, or, and I can cast I it. Like is this a good idea? Thunder.
5: Yeah, if you want to do one side, and maybe I can attack the other side. I like that,
2: I like that. Are you just, is your idea of attacking the other side that you're just going to run towards them? And, and... Well,
5: I have uh, two... Th- like range hand axes and a long sword.
2: So right now our strategy is that one part that the party splits up, half the party plays bagpipes and listens and the other half like splits and
4: rushes.
0: (laughs) An unorthodox strategy. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Uh, Well, they will be writhing in pain from the bagpipes. So that'll help. Dan,
1: it sounded like you had a question. I was going to ask if, um, do we have the ability, like, can we see these people well enough to target them with, Spells I would effects. say you
0: can't yet. Uh, so okay. I mean, uh, your friend uh, uh, Gwendel Gwendiel has pointed has sh- Gwendiel. You you know where they are and have kind oh, of yeah. suggested the general area. But may, uh, may I make a suggestion?
1: Mm. How about
0: not
3: while you're playing the backpipes? You can. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can do sign language too. With it's
2: like Fun sh- and Sons except in sign yeah. types.
1: May I sing a suggestion? <laughs> yes, please, yes. Yes. please. I say we walk into the trap, but we'll be ready for them.
2: <laughs> wow. And when oh, they attack great.
1: us, we'll get the drop by being readied with our actions so that when they come out of hiding, then we mm. target them with all our spells and effects. We can, we can be ready. Like, like Gwyn said, we can be ready because we know the trap is coming, um, but we will pretend to spring it.
2: So the reason I'm objecting to this is just because they will know more about the trap than we do by virtue of having set it and by having observed us. And we haven't observed them yet.
1: This is true. So
2: I worry that if we walk into the trap, then we don't know what strategic advantages they have.
1: This is the risk that we might take.
2: Yeah, this is why I wanted to make them angry and impatient, and have them jump out of the trap. They're already whispering about why, um, why we're not, why aren't they in the trap? And they're already like thrown by it. So let's continue to unsettle
0: As you express that to your bardic friend, uh, uh-huh. several figures step out of the brush, looking yes! irritated.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Who the hell is playing um, those bagpipes?
2: Exactly, the bagpipes always flush them <laughs> out. That
4: is true. This was not part of our plan. Two
0: figures step out, one from the north side of the road, one from the south side of the road, and they, uh, they are looking, they look, you know, somewhat menacing. Um, they are clad in kind of, you know, black or at least dingy uh, looking clothing. Uh, they look, you know, I, I guess if I had to pick one word. I would say greasy. Uh, they are armed with kind of uh, old-looking swords. Uh, one of them's got a crossbow on his back, and uh, the one who kind of seems to be the leader uh, holds out his his, uh, his sword and kind of waves it in your direction and says, "Oh, you all lot here. You, you you can't pass this road.
1: It's a there's a toll." Hello, friends. Perhaps you know this song. <laughs> and I start playing <laughs> on the bagpipes to buy my party some time to act.
4: Okay. All right, I'm, so I'm ready. I'm ready for some thumping. The, uh,
1: the other, the second, the second bandit like
0: elbows the the first one and says, "See, Archer, they ain't so bad." And Archer, uh, Archer
2: is the lead bandit.
0: Archer is the lead bandit. Archer elbows him back really hard. The second bandit is kind of catching his breath. <laughs> and Archer says, "Your weapons and belongings, drop them on the ground, and in the name of the Nightblades, we'll spare your lives and your bagpipe."
2: Ooh.
5: <laughs> well, oh. I gotta think about that one. How do we get you to? not spare the bagpipe. I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. Like, <laughs> can we offer you Ex a bagpipe? It's <laughs> What if we
2: get Karkar to blow up the bagpipe for you? Would that work?
5: This
1: is an heirloom bagpipe. I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> more money, less talking. Let's see him. Stuff on the ground. Go.
2: Okay. Uh, don't we...
0: I'm about to... I'm ready for some, some clobbering. Yeah. 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 Several more bandits kind of uh, blend out of the woods behind their friends.
4: I can I can hurl a undulating, warbling mass of chaotic energy at one creature. Please do. That's apparently an option. The bandits
0: think that you're going to surrender uh, and give them most of your money and belongings. And you, as a more or less unified front, except for Quarles, who is still concerned about his bagpipe, have <laughs> turned on the bandits very quickly. Thamia, you are at the top of the order, so you get to go first if you know what you're going to do. I know you are a new- newish player, but uh, Aline and Dan are going to help you out.
5: Okay. So uh I'm guessing just to confirm that this is the actual location. So yeah, like it's, I can it's approximate. Like approximate. So basically I can draw my longsword and attack Bandit Three.
0: Yeah. I'll I'll say, you know, you guys are all clustered together a little ways up the road, but Bandit Three is a short walk for you. You could totally draw your long sword, run down the, the road and attack the uh unfortunately named Bandit Three. <laughs>
5: All right, everyone, sound good. Mm-hmm.
0: Technically, this okay. bandit has a name.
4: Bob. Bob the bandit. Can he strike it?
5: Four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, so I am going to attack bandit three. I am right. rolling my one d eight.
0: You're going to roll think... a d d20 first to see if you oh, hit him. Yes.
5: See if I hit. Yeah. Don't forget.
0: That's okay. Because
5: I assume that I'm going to hit, and I hit. And I rolled a 19. Yay! So that's yes, the
3: positive energy Guessing. we need in this campaign. Yes,
0: 19, 19s are pretty good. So yes. that bandit—this is the bandit that Arturo like elbowed in the thing, and he is like a little bit winded, and he's kind of glaring at at, uh, at Arturo when uh, Thamia, the uh, the half giant thunders down the road and. He- Hits our uh, hits this bandit right in the chest, pretty good with a longsword. Uh, for how much damage, Thamia? Uh, five plus
5: three, which is eight.
0: Which is eight. That bandit yes, eight is severely wounded. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put a little oh. red dot on him, which indicates that this is not a, a normal convention in this d- Dungeons and Dragons, but I think it's convenient. It means he's probably at less than half the, half health. He is he's pretty badly hurt. He is like bleeding from a large wound that you caused with your <laughs> sword
5: it's my purple mohawk it makes me awesome
0: yeah you could potentially like move away you can also do there are things that it might be like bonus actions or free actions which would be like little quick things right like opening a door picking something up might be one of those shouting something to your friends or to your enemies uh would be any of those so you're welcome to do all those before your turn ends
5: so i have a bonus action of two weapon fighting
1: mm.
0: Mm.
5: But Mm -hmm. since I already swung with the longsword and is a longsword two-handed, I can't tell. A longsword
1: is one or it's basically versatile. So you can use it with one or two hands. Do you have another weapon?
5: So if I was to like pull the hand axe that I have and like add a second.
1: You could do a second attack with that. um, But I believe you will not get to add your um, uh, modifier to the damage. So it does less damage.
5: Okay. Okay. Well, it's still a 1d6. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely if I can find the six, which, oh, it's a, just so y'all know, the six-sided dice is the normal-looking dice. Just to
0: <laughs> dice classic, if you will. Help a, <laughs> yes.
5: <laughs> Helping you with there. Yeah. Oh, but first I got to roll the D20. Yeah. I rolled a 12 plus five.
0: Really? Plus five? That seems very high. But even if it was plus one, it would have been enough. You totally hit this guy with a hand axe. Uh Kathy, can you tell us how you killed this guy? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um so we're gonna <laughs> sounds like a gentle police interrogation <laughs>
5: <laughs> so i take the long sword and i slice from like <laughs> neck and down and then i take my hand axe and i like just kind of go for the throat
4: wow <laughs> that's
1: serious stuff there
0: this is an ex-bandit
1: <laughs> he dies with a look
0: of shock. <laughs> shot is and that short for an
1: extreme bandit tony <laughs> He looks. He dies with a look of
0: shock and confusion on his face, (laughs) and Arturo the Bandit seems non non nonplussed.
5: Okay, and then with that, um, I think my turn is (laughs) done.
0: All right, next up is Karakun the Wise. Brum, brum, brum. has yet to show us wisdom but perhaps now is the moment
4: well my wisdom is mostly the form of blowing things up i'm just gonna <laughs> confess that right now ah the american way Pretty smart about it <laughs> <laughs> pretty smart about it. i also like shiny objects and washing things in rivers
0: mm. <laughs> to um, you Glenn, with- there's a difference between intelligence and wisdom so <laughs> i don't understand that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
5: On the on the sheet, there's gonna there's one that says intelligence. And that I, says
0: I think one. he knew. I think I I can never tell when Glenn's messing with you. I me know. Or
5: not. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to be supportive for maybe I the just, people in the audience that don't know the joke.
4: Okay, I uh, got plus zero intelligence, so I got that going for me. Uh, so uh, I can move. I have a, I have a thirty foot. Uh, I can move thirty feet. Speed right, so I can move. Yeah, so forwards. that's six squares. I want to go. Well, I'm I'm gonna get Arturo. I'm gonna destroy this guy. I got him. Uh, so what's my likely, and I got a spell all wrapped up ready to go. Your
0: spells are probably pretty good range, so you probably don't even need to get close to <laughs> it's Arturo. 120
4: foot, it's a 120-foot uh, range spell. I will tell
0: you, like, that's a lot. Uh, every, everything you could po- right now, I use these words carefully, everything you could possibly want to blow up is within 120 feet of you. So you bad. simply get to decide what is that thing that you are blowing up.
4: Arturo is going down. All right. I figure you cut off the head, the body falls.
0: <laughs> yeah. So now, now Glenn, yes. Karakhan is some kind of magic user, correct? I'm a sorcerer. So we are going to learn how magic works in Dungeons oh. & Dragons. So This has
3: all been magic to me. I feel
2: like I'm between Karakhan and Arturo. Should I because worry
0: about that? No. Nope. Uh, no, not unless I'm... My no, it depends. You. <laughs> it depends. As a wizard, as a, sorry, not as a wizard. That was unkind to me. How as dare a sorcerer, uh, Karakun probably has a variety of spells. Uh, well, maybe not at level two, but he has the potential to have a variety of spells. Some which might affect an area, and some which might affect an individual. So, Karakun, what spell were you thinking of casting on our bandit leader? Chaos Bolt, as
4: befits my nature and intent. Okay, I'll—I'll uh, I'll be honest. I don't know how Chaos Bolt works. Let's find out really together. Long description. Woo. It's an undulating, warbling mass of chaotic energy that hits one creature within range. It's perfect.
0: So the key there is one creature. Usually with a spell, there's two types of spells. There's spells where you roll a spell attack, and there's spells where the spell just happens, and the target of the spell has to make a saving throw to see if they are going to get hit or not. I don't know what kind of
4: spell Chaos Bolt is. Do you? Well, this, this says, uh, the target says, uh... Uh, on a hit, the target takes 2d8 plus 1d6 damage. The relevant Choose sentence one is of the, the one D8s. before that. Oh, what's that? Just read huh? one sentence before the on a oh, hit. Make a ranged spell attack against the target.
0: All uh, right. Karakon, roll a d20 and add uh, your spell attack modifier, which is probably... Plus one, or plus two, or plus three, I would guess, at okay. your so level. So I do um, roll
4: d20 plus what, what? Yes, Glenn, taking- the
0: bad news is you rolled what is called a critical fail. Remember when Lisa <sighs> rolled a 20, and everyone was yeah. really proud of her, and was yeah. like, Lisa's the best? <laughs> this is yep. just like that, but slightly different, in that uh, your, Witch Bolt, your Chaos Bolt uh, d- goes nowhere near Arturo. It may not even go near um, uh, <laughs> the Bandit's... Uh, does anything bad
1: happen for a sorcerer when they roll a, a one? Does anyone know, Dan? Yes, something bad. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, you missed. So when you used a, uh, you have to roll a d20, Glenn. Okay. You used a spell that is, wait, hold on, I'm sorry. What what type of sorcerer are you? I think that's the relevant question. Uh, uh, divine magic. Divine, oh, magic. divine magic. Okay, I don't think so. If you're a wild magic sorcerer, something bad happens. But okay. I think you're fine. So, uh, Karakun, there is an impressive light show from your direction,
0: <laughs> but nothing happens to the bandits.
4: That's what everyone always says. Unless you want
0: to move, I think that's probably your turn.
4: <laughs> I think I'm back in the back, so probably in a safe position. Do you want, do you want to back
0: up back up slightly from there? I'm going to Just...
4: back up even further since I've failed utterly. All right.
0: You start, you start, you start thinking about locations back in the other direction, other towns, places, you know, how you'll explain the missing, missing people you set out with, uh, what your cover story is, what your new name will be, et cetera. <laughs> yeah.
4: Hardly knew these people.
0: Yeah, barely. <laughs> uh, so next up, Aline, I believe it is you as Lee.
3: I'm going to uh, kind of try to hit Arturo um, kind of thinking along the same lines as my... Um, previous actor there. And so Lee, I'm going to stumble forward. I have a s- quarter staff that I'm leaning on heavily, stumbling toward who I have identified as the ringleader of this operation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm gonna try to hit them with my quarterstaff. Right. Like you see, you see, you see me stumble, and then like I pull my my quarterstaff. I look like I'm gonna fall. Nobody knows what's happening, and then I roll a an eighteen <gasps> to hit.
0: <gasps> Yay!
3: That's awesome. So if,
0: wow. Arturo reaches out to help you.
3: <laughs> Aw, that's very kind. And so cool. as.
0: It's unclear, or possibly mug you.
3: Or <laughs> take the porter <laughs> chef. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they, um, as they do that, I just knock him in the ribs uh, for six points of damage.
0: Ugh. Arturo is not looking great. This is not how he thought his afternoon was going to go.
4: He got a pretty light show, though. So there was that. You no. Know?
3: <laughs> and.
4: Pretty harmless light show.
3: I think that is the extent of my turn.
4: All right.
0: Gwendil, you are kind of in the middle of the group here. Uh Lee and Thamia have rushed up ahead to engage the uh the bandits in close quarters combat. Uh you're you're still kind of in the back, but you know, you'll know you now have a lot of breathing room now that a certain character has retreated up the road. Uh just you and the bagpipe <laughs> player alone in the road here. What, oh good. What what do you want to do? Now I think as a cleric you probably have a variety of tactics you could take here.
2: I don't know any of them. <laughs>
0: The two classic ones would be hang back and cast spells or shoot crossbow bolts or run in and hit somebody with a mace, I would say. Or your, yeah, your my, my plan ones. was to
2: go with the crossbow, to be okay. honest, because I noticed that although Arturo's is in the front and maybe staggering around, there are two people behind him. There are. And I feel pretty confident that Thamia could probably take out the ones um, to the south, but I'm a little concerned mm. about the guys from the north. So, all right. Tell me, I roll the d20 first. Yep. Okay. So you're maybe-
0: firing a crossbow bolt. That's right, crossbow aficion- aficionados. I've learned that your crossbows shoot bolts.
2: So I whip out the crossbow. I just rolled a three. Let's see. I have a five that goes with it. So. That's eight. that's eight total okay So a crossbow
0: b- the crossbow bolt kind of whizzes between Lee and Arturo and thunk into the w- side of the wagon uh on the on the thing there um oh, that's but it seems good. like yeah didn't 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 get to Arturo
2: okay it did not so get that to was Arturo your,
0: yeah that was your action you could now mm-hmm. choose to move around if you wanted or if there's any other kind of simple things that you wanted to do as a free action or a bonus action
2: oh I'm putting myself near um Damian Lee at this point all right
0: <laughs> So you kind of, you want to like scamper forward and be right behind Thamia?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Sounds great. All right. Next up is Team Bandit. Uh Go Bandits! Bandits! Bandits. Everybody loves Bandits. Uh, Well, the good news is you have killed one out of six Bandits already. The bad news is that there are five Bandits remaining. And there are, I believe, five of you is how I would count. Two more bandits cleanly step out of the woods behind Arturo. The other two are on the southern side here. Um, So I think this one's just going to step over his friend. Two bandits are going to rush up. Uh, They have seen that that Thamia is a force to be reckoned with, and so they are going to to pull out their kind of old, rusty metal swords and attack Thamia in hopes of taking down the tough one first. So, Thamia, you have... No. two sword attacks coming your way you might check your armor class now because i'm going to tell you two numbers and you're going to tell me if they are anywhere near your armor class or not so first one uh rolled a critical fail he trips on the guts of his friend <laughs> that that themia cut in half um and gets kind of tangled up in that it's Unsightly. Um, but the second one takes the long path through the underbrush and gets up into, a, gets closer to Thamia and swings his sword. Thamia, uh, 16 versus your armor class.
5: I have a 19.
0: Oh, and so you so block nice. it with the oh, long sword. Yay! And he looks yes, okay. like. This has never happened to him before.
4: (laughs) Look, it happens to everybody in the best of times. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that sword gets blocked.
0: On the other side of the road, the battle continues. Arturo is looking, uh, he's looking upset. He has been hit in the stomach with a quarterstaff. He did not think a piece of wood could hurt like that. And so he is turning (laughs) and trying to uh, slice a piece out of Lee. Uh, That's only an 11 Lee. Any chance that hits you? no <laughs> yeah so you are you are like you are moving like a dancer and he is just he is attacking where you were s- seconds ago uh, the other two are not sure what to do about this. This this uh, you know person who's not armed with a sword or a crossbow. Like, what do you deal with that? And so they hang back. They don't want to get in the fray with Arturo there because Arturo is kind of swinging wildly. Uh, so these two, this is Bandit Three and another Bandit. Uh, they mm-hmm. are going to ready some crossbows and fire crossbows at Lee. So Ooh. Lee, crossbow bolt number one. Um, is a six, which is not very intimidating, but yeah, crossbow no. bolt number two. It's a critical, somehow you are dancing, you are blocking, you are dodging sword attacks and crossbow bolts and one c- catches you for five damage. Five? Yeah. Okay. Now just checking, you are level two characters, not the highest mm-hmm. level. How does five points of damage sound to a level two character that is Lee? That is you, Aline.
3: It sounds like about a third of my health is gone. All right, so not not great. Like yeah. you don't
0: want to do that two more times. No. All right, so that was Team Bandit. Uh, next up is my favorite bard in this adventure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, Q slings his bagpipe over his shoulder and he draws a rapier and he gives it some experimental slashes as he strolls towards the bandits singing, Arturo Bandito, you'll soon be finito. Kill
2: oh, wow. <laughs> me! Kill me! Not the bandits! I like that he does he bring the rapier out of the bagpipe? That yes,
1: cool. that's right. Yeah. Oh, one oh, of the yes. things in it's the like bagpipe. Sword. One like of the, the horns. The yeah, one of the pipes is a sword. You <laughs> guys fun. thought
0: cane swords were cool. They got nothing
1: on bagpipe. Who knows what the other four or five <laughs> bag are? Bag <laughs> bag <Lakers. Yes. laughs> bagpipe Rapers is a great band. Saw them open for the dropkick Murphys.
0: Yes, oh, thank you. God. Oh Dan, I was gonna do the same thing. Not yeah. even the same type of joke, the
1: same joke.
5: Oh, share brain it's a way right. uh,
1: Boy, I'm going to roll and see how badly this goes. <laughs> so you are targeting... You got this, Q. Q, you are tar- I'm you're up- going right for the, the head of the snake, Yeah. Arturo. Oh, yeah, that's what you do. That's what you do. I rolled, that's what you do. Uh, I rolled an 11. I have a plus five, so that's 16. That will hit a bandit. Roll me damage. All right, let's see how this goes. Uh, that will be a total of nine damage on him. Ooh. Oh, that,
0: uh, Q- uh, QRS, could you tell us what a, a, a blow that takes down a bandit looks like?
1: Yeah, so actually he's, you know, he's sort of flourishing a little bit, but as he gets up there, like, seeing that all the attention is on the sword, he suddenly just, like, moves just incredibly fast and just does, like, one little, like, stab just right through the heart. He's just, mm. and then it's just, he just, gotta hurt. he goes down. Goes down like a sack of potatoes.
0: Well, the uh, the four remaining bandits uh, have about a second as they have like a brief interchange between all of them, communicated only through looking at each other with shifty eyes, and basically there is a range of panic. And excitement on on between the various bandits, and you hear one of them kind of like it looks like he mouths the word promotion um, <laughs> to another. <laughs> so, Qyaris, you are standing over the slain body of uh, Arturo the bandit. You're in the in the fray here, right next to two other bandits. Do you want to hang out here? What's your plan?
1: Uh I well I can't really move away without encouraging them to attack me.
0: Uh they have crossbows out, so I will oh, say do that have they crossbows? are. Not, okay. Yeah, those guys had crossbows because they didn't want to they didn't oh. want to get up in
1: there with Lee. Q will step back a square and then he'll do like a flourish and a bow. Alright. It's un- <laughs> un- unclear if anyone saw that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so uh, okay with it.
0: All right, Thamia, you are next. So there are two bandits right up in your grill uh, engaged with you. That means if you tried to get away, they would potentially get to hit at you if you uh, but also I feel like maybe you're pretty happy with where you are.
5: I'm pretty content in this situation. Um, Can you tell me which one was the one that like stumbled when they tried to attack me? Uh, That would be
0: bandit bandit four. Bandit four is uh, currently kind of ankle deep in guts.
5: Okay, cool. So I'd like to add some more guts to oh his, <laughs> not um, his...
0: Not his own guts.
5: I mean, let's go... That's actually a good, a good plan. It's like a I'm DIY gonna, thing, isn't
2: it? Yeah. yeah,
5: yeah. So let's actually add some of Bandit Five's. Guts. So Mm. I would like to. Guys, this is the
0: worst cooking show I've ever tuned into.
5: (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. I mean, we do, uh, Goliaths do tend to cook in a different uh, situation. I'm making that up. I have no idea, but we're going with that. Um, oh, except I rolled a two, so I'm guessing I'm not hitting them.
0: Yeah, I would just as as you are learning a little bit about Dungeons and Dragons. Sometimes I don't bother to do the math on twos. Um, yeah, no, know. I'm not
5: like that. No, that's yeah. It. So you're that's trading, you're
0: trading blows back and forth, but it's all it's fancy sword work that you're both like blocking and parrying. Now, you do you still have two weapon fighting? Can you be using your hand axe also?
5: Yes, <laughs> yes. So I will roll my hand roll. La, 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 la roll for my hand axe i rolled a nine which uh is plus five is it really yeah. plus five
1: yeah because wow. i assume your strength is a plus three right yep yep and the proficiency bonus at level two is plus two that's pretty good. So you are you are like
0: trading blows with the longsword, and the longsword is not getting through. But you managed to sneak the hand axe like under his sword and <laughs> and, and clip him. And you were going for Bandit Five here, right?
5: Yes. Roll yes. me some
0: damage with that hand axe.
5: Five plus is eight.
0: That is a lot of damage to Bandit Five. Bandit Five, you just yeah, you cut a good sized gash in his side and there's a uh, a superfluous amount of blood uh, spraying everywhere.
5: <laughs> oh, well, lovely. Copious, it's a little copious. sprinkle on top of the guts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right.
4: Karakun, you're next. I'm really far away. Should I get closer? Is that probably your yeah, you
0: Now that it looks like your friends might have a chance, you may wish to return to the battle. <laughs>
4: uh, so how far can I go up to between... Uh... And, uh, Gwinda- I, th-
0: I think you can get in back into the battle if you need it. Or, or remember your range on many of your spells. Your range on many of your spells is like one hundred feet. So you know well, a bunch of them you... are
4: thirty. That I've got in my oh okay. here.
0: You are you totally have the ability to get within thirty feet of the uh, four remaining bandits. Can you click on that for a
4: second? Yeah, we're doing one. one we're consulting on Bane. Oh, is that a good one? Up to uh... three creatures of my choice. Oh, it doesn't do any damage.
0: Listeners, Glenn has uh, in the role of his child basically a Dungeons and Dragons caddy, which, as far as I can tell,
3: is a <laughs> I'm service. An that... I, you? <laughs> like, I didn't have kids; I could have had a D and D assistant. Some, somehow,
0: I... the marketplace has not provided this for all of us, but it looks like an the, invaluable uh, service. Give me the third level spell.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I think I can hear yeah, it
0: from here. <laughs> <laughs> sir sir may I suggest Bane? What, uh, I know what what's I'm doing. I think
4: I should do here. What's the uh well, I got I got mage, mage armor I realize is reason. I got witch bolt. That which I, I don't know which witch bolt. Which Bolt. Which Bolt, indeed. Mm. I
2: love that show on Netflix. You toss a coin <laughs> to your Witch Bolt. The Witch Bolt. Yeah.
0: I believe what Bane does, uh, Dan could probably correct me or maybe Aline, uh, Bane basically puts kind of a punishment on all of the enemies, which might be important for ending the fight quickly. It, it is that does what Bane does
1: three different uh, enemies, and essentially it's the inverse of bless, which is to say every time they try to do something to us, they get penalized and have to roll a die and subtract that number. Uh, the one downside to it is they, they'll get a chance to save against it. Uh-huh.
0: So basically you can give them bad luck for a turn yeah. or you could fire a witch bolt at someone. So, Glenn, what do you feel like? Do you want to hurt one person or do you want to inconvenience three people?
4: I I think given my previous uh, strategy, I think maybe this that's, I'm that's a generous word. It. <clears throat> <clears throat> Look, it was pretty lights. Uh, um, I think I'm going to do Bane. I think Bane. All right. Does that seem advisable? Can you tell us how Bane works? Uh, up to three creatures of your choice that you can see within range must make charisma saving throws whenever a target that fails the saving throw makes an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends. The target must roll a D4 and subtract the number rolled from the attack roll or saving throw.
0: All right. Let me ask Glenn uh, or Karakun. There are four bandits. You get to target three of them. Ooh. Do you want to bother targeting the wounded one, or do you want to f- do you want to cast Bane on the three healthy bandits? No, I
4: think on the three healthy bandits. All right. I am going to do
0: a... You said it's a charisma saving throw? Save DC. It's 11. <laughs> so they need to get an 11 or higher. I'm going to do them one at a time from kind of top to bottom. So this is an- another bandit. Let me tell you, you don't get into the life of banditry with a good charisma score. So <laughs> this is... Their chances of this is about 50-50. Uh... Bandit 1 uh gets it. They get Bandit 1 gets an 11. Bandit 3 what? Bandit 3 gets a 9. Bandit right. 3 is Bandit 3 suffers a bane. I'm going to put a little symbol on him. And Bandit 4 who I don't think has actually done anything to any of you yet mainly because tripped on guts. Bandit 4 also gets an 11. So what? one sorry that that was How dare unlikely. They? Three. One bandit is inconvenience, two bandits have unsettling thoughts, but get through it. <laughs> Karkun, I think that's your turn.
3: Life in All 2020. Right.
0: All right. Lee, what is next?
3: Hmm. Okay, so... I'm sorry, does Bane give us any advantage if we hit? Just I have apologize. Just a bad effect. Just a bad Did,
1: effect. Okay. Yeah.
3: Okay. Um... So I think I, I'm just going to kind of stumble northward a little bit.
0: All right. There is a, a bandit with a crossbow who does not like that there is suddenly a monk next to him.
3: Yep. And that's, that is the one, I think, the one directly north of where I am. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm going to, uh, as I kind of step, um, again, unsteadily toward that person we use the term lightly. I'm gonna try to hit them with my quarter staff. That's a 14. Yeah. Alright. Oh, I rolled a one, so that's five points of damage.
0: That's still a significant amount of bandit damage for a bandit.
3: And I think, in fact, what I'm also going to do is use one of my Kai points. Mm. And I am going to use Flurry of Bows. So I can make two unarmed strikes as a bonus action.
0: So you have run over there and hit him with your staff and now you're just going to punch him twice in the face.
3: It's what Flurry do. of Blows. Yeah. So that first one was a 17 and yep. the second was a 9.
0: Alright, so the 17 hits.
3: Um, that is 6 points of damage.
0: He goes down. Woohoo! <laughs> Like nice. a sack of dead potatoes. <laughs>
1: Are there sacks of other things? A sack
3: Are of live, live potatoes. potatoes? <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: Have you never heard a cry of a live potato? It will haunt you. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so many eyes,
0: but only yeah, one a-
4: cry. <laughs> I have eyes, but I cannot scream.
3: As I as I punch this dude, I'm looking at the other bandit who is a little bit catty corner to me. I'm just kind of giving him the stink eye. Yeah, the guy that you
0: just the guy that you just caved the head in of was definitely the guy that was like promotion.
5: Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bandit three, who is also feeling some unsettling side effects from Bane, looks terrified. (laughs) All right, Lee. Anything else? Nope. That's it. Gwendale. You are next. Okay. I'm gonna You've got three targets left. One of them's already pretty badly wounded. Two fresh bandits.
2: Okay. Await. So, uh there's two fresh bandits which who await. Um I'm gonna move diagonal, so I'm in front of uh, this bandit right here.
0: Yep, you stride
2: into battle. I stride yeah. into battle so I can do a command spell.
0: So you basically like you know, you point out at him and, and use the command spell, and he feels startled, and he's going to make a wisdom saving throw. Let me tell you, wisdom, n- also not an, a, 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 a thing that leads you <laughs> to a life of bantering. Uh But he did better than your spell save, so he did <gasps> not.
3: Oh, what? Yeah. what? What? No!
0: Smart Alec. He All sneers right. at you. Uh... I will defeat you, and I will win the glory of the night lord.
2: All right, I'm, I'm ducking. If my
0: I'm... name is not Tasty Pete.
2: Okay, it, it so like, the night seems lord. seems
0: like his name is his name is Tasty Pete possibly. So even
2: while I'm I'm angry that my spell didn't work, because I was gonna order him to I was originally gonna order him to hold so we could interrogate him, but mm-hmm. he, he gave us information because his name is Tasty Pete and he serves the night lord. Okay. Some so information.
1: Pete. Okay, that makes
2: more um, sense. Then I run. Although
1: still not particularly so, some information may be more valuable than others.
2: So. <laughs> oh I don't know. I feel like this Tasty Pete thing is the key to unlocking it all.
1: Alright. All right. <laughs> That's one I do. <laughs> I was sad when they didn't renew Tasty Pete on Amazon.
5: Mm. <laughs> oh,
0: I
1: like oh. I like I like Tasty Pete and
0: Tasty Pete on uh, Nickelodeon.
5: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. <laughs> so nice.
0: <laughs> Alright.
3: Reference acknowledged. La
0: la la la. (laughs) Team Bandit is next. I'm gonna go for
1: the Bandits.
0: So, first off, Aline, uh, you are standing there having defeated two Bandits in hand-to-hand combat. Uh, One Bandit remains. He switches his uh, crossbow for a uh, a sword, rusty-looking sword, and comes in swinging. Now, this Bandit has had Bane cast on him by uh, Karakun. So... This bandit rolls a pretty impressive-looking 19 to hit, but yep. when he is Bane cast on him, he has to roll a d4 and subtract that. Uh, I rolled a 2. 19 minus 2 is 17. 17 to hit. Still hits. 17 will hit you. So his sword cuts you hard in the arm for 4 damage. Meanwhile, <laughs> on the other side of the road, we have one bandit clinging to life. He is, has blood cut of... All around him, his his own blood. To be clear, uh, because he has inflicted, he has been the target of several grievous wounds from Thamia, the half giant, and he will swing his sword in vain at you, Thaumia. Uh That is a pretty impressive twenty-one.
5: Ooh, I, I my armor is nineteen. A
0: sword catches you in the side for four damage, slashing damage. Tasty Pete uh, seems impressed that finally the tides are turned. Perhaps they have just, you know, separated the wheat from the chaff. Four damage, Thamia. Perhaps you've done a, a, a favor by eliminating the uh, the people that were just the freeloaders in the bandit group. And he is going to also attack Thamia. Uh, slightly less impressive, 17. I think
1: you said your armor class was
0: 19. Yeah,
5: mine's 19. Clang. So. Boom.
1: Yeah. Clang, clang, clang goes the armor. <laughs>
2: In <laughs> keeping with the bard, <laughs> Tasty
1: Pete, not as impressive as his friends. Bard, you are next. Ah, uh, Qweris will inspect his sword, and then he will turn towards uh, the now de facto bandit leader. Walk over to him, singing, "Tasty Pete, don't you think it's about time you give up this life of crime?" And he's doing a little dance with his <laughs> sword like this.
4: Like, Chase feet can't be beat. Uh, and then the the he problem.
1: will uh, stab him. He'll do the stabbing. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Rapier. Uh, that was a very impressive two. <laughs> Plus five is seven. Uh, the song was better than the stabbing.
2: Oh, <laughs> so often is.
1: Story of your life.
0: Mm, <laughs> so so nice. true.
1: So true. All right. Well, let's move it along.
0: Thamia, you are next. A bard is helping?
5: (laughs) Ish. We'll see. (laughs) She's not actively (laughs) hindering. Potentially. (laughs) uh, Depends. I'm a little worried Um, about the name
4: Tasty Pete and the association with Thamia and her interest in Tasty people, so <laughs>
5: uh, just because I am a Goliath doesn't mean that I am. Uh, would it be
4: you're not a cannibal if you're eating other species? I suppose.
5: Yeah, is it cannibal if it's other? I don't know. This is a comment for another. Time, Are you a I cannibal
4: feel. or a cantable? Mm. <laughs> no,
5: wait, if you're a, uh, if
2: you're half human, is it only half cannibalism?
4: Mm. Eat the top half. Mm.
5: We should uh, submit this to Robot or Not, which is <laughs> another lovely podcast on this network. Robot <laughs> or that, Not. Vayne, let's. Um, I'm going to, of course, attack Bandit Five, who doesn't have a name, and we don't care because he hit me, and yeah. that doesn't make me very He's happy. Technically, a, somewhat-
0: he has a name. I have a feeling he may die before he gets to share <laughs> it. My matter.
3: name was. Let's see.
4: <laughs> <laughs> his small. His name is Smaller, Less Tasty Pete. Okay.
5: <laughs> I rolled Chewy a Pete. fourteen plus five is nineteen.
2: <gasps> oh, Uh-oh. that's that's a murder! Nice. You did, you, you're going to do with a murder with my long sword, by the way. Yeah, yeah. you're going to do a murder with a long sword because I'm
5: rolling my one d eight plus three, and I rolled a six. Plus three is nine nice. because I can do maths.
0: You have slain another bandit. <laughs> Tasty Pete wow. cries out,
5: "No, Rudy! He
0: was my cousin." Oh, <laughs> Tammy, do you want to murder any other cousins on your turn?
5: I mean, we might as well um, take my hand axe. And so again, I like I I like the neck chest like slicing thing. It's the wrong boy move. Mm -hmm. Swing around with my hand axe towards Very Tasty Pete. Mm -hmm. I rolled a 12 plus 5 is 17.
0: Thamia is a force to be reckoned with.
5: And I've got to roll my 1d6 plus 3. Oh, I only got four.
0: All right. Well, you catch uh, Tasty Pete in the side of the head for four hit points. He was not expecting us. He was only on the first stage of grief. He was not ready for the third (laughs) stage. Being stabbed. (laughs) So he's got some some of his blood coming out of a wound in the top of his head. He's feeling bad about that. We're making
5: a nice pile.
0: Yeah. You only have two bandits left. And oh, I should check. The bandit had the potential to save against being baned. And he did save. So, two bandits left that are relatively unscathed, but probably pretty demoralized. Speaking of demoralized, Karakon, you are next.
4: How dare you? How dare you? Uh, My my spell caddy has been suggesting poison spray. Okay. That only works within 10 feet, but I think I'm close enough to uh, affect... Tasty Pete? Tasty Pete? Yeah.
2: You're tenderizing Tasty Pete
4: now. Wait a second. Am I in the way of that poison spray? (laughs) Uh no I can just kind of reach okay. around you a little bit. All right. Yeah. Uh, so like <laughs> yeah. so oh, yeah. KIRS get down. This is noxious gas that escapes my palm which is not much different than my normal life and <laughs> ah, uh, the life of a freelance writer. <laughs> why am I in my basement? It says the creature must succeed on a constitution saving throw or take 1d12 poisoned damage.
0: Let me tell you. Mm. The one good, the one thing that does lead to a life of banditry and living on the road is slightly better than average constitution. I wondered, but but Tasty Pete will try. Tasty Pete has rolled a critical fail.
4: (laughs) Tasty Pete
0: (laughs) is still grieving. Tasty Pete has taken a serious blow to the head from an axe, and Tasty Pete breathes deeply as you spray noxious gas in his face. (laughs) What happens to Tasty Pete, Glenn?
4: Well, uh, the poison spray is not a pretty sight. His face starts to shrivel up and darken, blacken, and then, wait, is he going to die from this? Uh, it's unclear. Well, it starts to look like his head is so shriveled up it may actually crackle and fall off his head, uh, fall off his, the rest of his body. Mm-hmm. What, I, I suspect annoying. that you
0: get to roll some damage for this poison spray.
4: Roll a, 12 for, roll a di- d12? Oh, man, the elusive d12. A d12. A d12. Ooh. A d12.
0: Wow.
4: Uh, okay. So I'm rolling a d12.
0: Glenn Fleischman is rolling a d12 for the first time. Pro tip to your listeners, when you're rolling a d12,
4: roll high. Uh,
0: Glenn, <laughs> nine damage? D12. Nine. I will tell you, you have poisoned Tasty Pete. You see the gruesome sight <gasps> of Tasty Pete... Slowly being uh, dying, asphyxiating from poison gas that emanated from your hand.
4: Not so tasty now. Are you? <laughs> Wait, one.
0: There's
2: one bandit left. Can we keep him and interrogate him?
0: One bandit is left, and he. I looks really want to find terrified. out if he was sent.
2: Was he sent from uh, from somebody? Is there anything he can tell us about his master? what can we learn about the people who sent him?
0: Well, uh, we're still in the frame of battle, so we'll see what happens. Lee, you're next. You may or may not murder this bandit before um, Gwendy will gets to express a, a variety of valid questions. Well, let's oh.
2: try. Yeah. Um, no! Can I, can, I, can I be put on the record as screaming? No, no! Keep one alive! I, I have yes. questions! I have questions. questions!
1: And okay. I'll also say... Uh, you How know, much wood could a woodchuck chuck? If a woodchuck could chuck
0: um You can theoretically always change choose to do non-lethal damage if it makes sense for the type of attack it's real hard when you're like stabbing people or (laughs) pouring poison gas on their face but you know if you're punching lee could choose to knock somebody out instead of uh um dan or what are the other rules on things
1: that could or could not be lethal damage do you know i mean don't shoot someone in the head yeah. I don't think there are any... I don't believe there are hard and fast lethal, uh, okay. non-lethal damage rules.
0: So the key thing is you just have to tell me I am choosing not to kill Yeah, him. usually it's just you have to sort of declare it. Yeah. All right. So anyway, Aline, sorry to interrupt your turn. Continue.
3: That's okay. Please um, don't. Okay. All right. So I hear <laughs> my traveling companion's plea. And you may so, or may not care. <laughs> yeah, I may or may not care. Uh, I'm going to try to sweep its... L- their legs out from <gasps> under them. Sweep the leg with my quarter staff.
2: Mm-hmm. Sweep um, the leg,
3: Johnny. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, so that's an eight.
0: Somehow, this one remaining bandit, uh, his reflexes are honed by fear, and he has a lot <laughs> of fear. Manages to jump over the the uh, staff that you swing at right. his legs. Impressive.
3: Um. Well, in that in that case, t- hands Let me just read a thing. Very briefly. Do you have a Read thing where when thing. somebody
0: dodges an attack, you murder them? Is that what you have? Uh, no, I, do,
3: I <laughs> Well, maybe um, I do oh. have the fur- flurry of blows. Mm. Yeah, so as a bonus action, it doesn't. I don't have to successfully hit. Um, I just have to use my attack. So I'm going to use another. Um, is it key point? Ki point. Key. Key. Okay. I've so I'm going to use a
0: key. But I don't. I'm going to
3: use another key point. Uh, to try to hit it with hit them with my fists, mm-hmm. and that is a twenty-three, which hit. I think hits. Yep. Um, and I think that's two blows. Oh, two blows. So that was a twenty-three. That's two another is the twenty-three. Minimum,
0: minimum number required for a flurry, I believe. So yes, yeah, <laughs> you've hit. That's him what twice. I've learned
3: from Dairy Queen. Yep. Um and. <laughs> I don't know, I had a flurry all by
1: myself, let me tell you. What? Why do we keep coming here?
3: <laughs> Four, six, ten, that's 14 points of damage, but I imagine I'm pulling my punches.
0: All right, he crumples to the ground like a sack of bruised potatoes.
3: <laughs> potatoes, potatoes,
0: potatoes! You've punched him solidly in the head, Lee, and he, uh, he goes down. Uh, So, you are out of combat. You have survived... It is just you and a road full of dead or unconscious bandits and an ex-wagon.
1: What fault. will you do next?
5: <laughs> I mean, I, I believe it still is a wagon, even though it's turned over and broken. I don't it... believe... It's, it's an
1: ontological <laughs> discussion we can have. Yeah.
2: <laughs> do you still want to blow it up, Kirk-Kar on the Perhaps
1: we should investigate the wagon before <laughs> we blow it up, just in case it like contains any valuables.
4: The bag Would you like first, me to then the up?
5: lift the wagon over? Because I believe mm. as a half giant that I probably could do something similar to yeah. that. Yeah.
4: Maybe you should right like the wagon, a, put it the right side up.
5: Yes, that is the correct word that I was definitely thinking of. Uh,
4: give me a, uh, I,
0: I want to see a 12 or a higher on a strength check, uh, okay. Thamia, for you to, uh, you know, single-handedly <laughs> lift a wagon back where it should be.
5: 16 plus 3. Cool. You make
0: it look easy. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to search, search the wagon. All right. The wagon does not, it looks like this wagon was probably used as kind of like a campsite by these uh, bandits there's no animal to pull the wagon. There's just kind of rubbish and personal belongings of the bandits in there. There's no goods. It looks there's, like they're probably, there's
2: nothing we want.
0: Yeah, there was a crate of food that instead of being opened, someone just smashed and most of the food has been picked through. And there's just kind of like, it looks like there was probably some bread in there. Someone has eaten the bread and hardtack and it's just crumbs left. So it looks like this ba- this this wagon's main function was as roadblocking um, more than anything
2: succeeded and they're and they they seem pretty poor too if they don't have a lot of belongings it does
0: not look like these
1: are the most successful of bandits
0: well
2: you got rid of (laughs) uh
1: well perhaps we should continue on our do the bandits have anything on them we search them.
3: Well, and we have one to question, right? And you have we one to question. So
2: we have to restrain them somehow, Probably don't
1: Tie him up. Can we tie him up?
3: Yes,
2: tie them? up. Am I carrying Lisa, him? Lisa,
0: what would you use to tie someone up in Dungeons & Dragons?
2: What would I use? Um, <laughs> do I have a... Um, well, I was just checking my um, equipment to see if I had any rope in there. I'm um, unfamiliar
0: with this object.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't, so um, why would I use a... <laughs> Why would I use a physical object when I might have a spell that?
1: (laughs) I do have uh, fifty feet of silk robe.
2: (laughs) Wow! Don't ask. Um, Don't ask. All right. So I don't think consent is a concern here. (laughs) (laughs) And may we use your fifty feet of silk robe to tie this guy up? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
2: All right. right.
0: He is like a a terrifying silken mummy because you use all fifty feet.
2: Did you leave the mouth open so he can talk? Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. Yeah. As long as like his head is why, why did
0: you? Why did you wrap him so
1: that his arms are outstretched? Unclear. I, <laughs> I will. I will point out that as a uh, as someone who spent some some time aboard a ship, I I know all the nuts. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. So effectively um, <laughs> macramé this guy into kind of yes! submission. <laughs> all right.
0: He uh, he seems he seems to have woken up, though he has been hit in the head several times by Lee and is a You're bit welcome. shaken.
2: So it's time for us to talk to him, right? I, I guess it's up to you. If he's awake, I want to talk to him. So I have an I have investigation is like one of my my. Uh... Intelligence skills that would
0: usually be like asking around town in a. Oh. I would say that probably this is more of a persuade or an intimidate type situation. Am I making up skills oh, okay. that are relevant to your character sheets? Or? No,
2: I have neither persuasion nor intimidation. Unfortunately, I have plus one You can also just
0: talk to people. Mm. I mean, you did. Oh, well, I've got. You did murder. We just murdered
2: five of his friends. Yeah. So we ask him, "Why did you try to ambush us?
0: Uh. Uh. I was just following orders.
2: Okay, who gave you the orders?
0: Uh, the
2: Night Lord. So, does the Night... Who is the Night Lord?
0: He's, uh, he's in charge of the bandits. Don't hurt me anymore, (laughs) my head hurts so much. Is there
2: more than one group of bandits?
0: Well, I mean, we're like a scouting party. Okay,
2: so you're a scouting party for more bandits?
0: Yeah, we're, uh, I just, I was hoping, I just joined up, and we haven't proven ourselves yet, and they don't let us stay in the base until we, um until we bring them some stuff.
2: Alright, so you have a group... So there's a bigger group of bandits that serve, serve the Night Lord back at the base.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess... Where's the To base? be fair, I'm like a prospective bandit.
2: So you're a prospect. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, We're signing a prospective bandit like No, it's like the sons <laughs> of men are killing bandits time. I can't this. So, we want you to take us to the, to tell us where the bandits uh, clubhouse is. Uh, 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 I don't want to. You saw what we did to your friends, right?
0: Yeah, but the Night Lord's really scary, guys.
2: How about bagpipes? How do you feel about bagpipes? Not good. <laughs> <laughs> we got a we got a guy who will not hesitate to bagpipe at you for 12 hours if we ask I you. Can deal,
0: I'm going to ask you to roll uh, intimidate and I will tell you because you have a bagpipe player in the background, you have what's called advantage. Mm-hmm. That means you roll 2d20 <laughs> and take the higher. Uh-huh. So roll two roll a d20 then roll another d20 and take the higher of the okay, two. Okay, I
2: take four. I take 14. Let's all take right. the 14. Good choice. Oh, Good God, choice. I have no more bagpipes. <laughs> all right. So all we want is the location.
0: Yeah, there's an old <laughs> there's an old tower. It's called the Lonely Torch. It's it's north of White Sparrow. Mm-hmm. That's where the Night Lord lives. Please don't tell him I told you.
2: How many people are there? I don't know, like a lot. Can you count? Do you know how to count?
0: Like more than ten. I can't count more than that, but like more than that.
4: Would you like to what learn how?
5: Can we
2: teach you? Take off your shoes. Uh, okay, so he takes off. So his we're shoes. looking at.
0: <laughs>
4: no. no, he can't. can't.
2: time macrame. <laughs> yeah, he's like in a silken <laughs> macrame knot. He can't do anything. This is kind of um, nice. <laughs> So what we know is that they're in an old tavern. There's a couple tower, dozen of sorry. them.
0: I may have, I may, have, I may not have enunciated well. An old tower.
2: Okay, an old tower. Uh, somebody named the light. It does. And the night lord is the boss of all of you.
0: Yeah, we're the Nightblades. I mean, we were. I mean, they are. Uh-huh. I'm not. That seems they like a are. bad idea in retrospect.
2: What do the Nightblades do when they're not waylaying innocent travelers?
0: Uh, I mean, that's kind of. that's that's most of it that's a question yeah that's that's most of it (laughs) yeah all right you're not gonna get me to admit to anything else
2: (laughs) oh man really not even the bagpipes i know my rights (laughs) where's (laughs) my lawyer (laughs) i'd like a lawyer
0: (laughs) (laughs) take take me to the night lawyer so oh guys night
4: court (laughs) court. done done i'm gonna take a moment to
2: consult with my my travel companions because they might have questions i hadn't thought of
0: okay i think i might kind of pass out my head really hurts
2: Okay, we'll make it uh, if we uh, need anything.
4: Okay, mm-hmm. let's teach him how to count. He doesn't know how to count more than 10 I think this is an yeah, activity. but if he can't
2: see them I right now. So I, don't think I think that's a really more helps. involved undertaking. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I don't want to
1: teach him how to count. <laughs> teach oh, the Anyone
5: know this tower that we're talking about? I'm pretty new in town, so I don't really know. I
1: have history. Could I roll some history on that? Roll history.
2: Please do.
1: All right. I will roll some history. I've been rolling terrible. Let's try this die. Uh, that's a six. Kyaris,
0: you are not sure. It seems, it, it, though it might occur to you that probably people in town would know about this tower. Perhaps we could ask around.
2: Sounds like a good plan.
0: Does anyone else want to roll a history check or anything like that?
2: I, I do. I want. I have a plus three. Roll history. Roll history. So, ooh. So I... I think I recall reading about a tower that was similar, but I don't remember it being near the place with the giant hand. And I would love to learn more about it because why? Why this tower? Why this gang? Is it connected to the hand somehow? Um, is it a lengthy tradition? I don't know if our our, our unconscious friend knows more. Yeah, that's but-
1: very catchy. Why this tower? Why this gang? <laughs>
3: I rolled um I rolled sixteen to a history for a history check.
0: You know, uh uh Lee, um I don't know if you've ever been to White Sparrow before, but maybe you've heard about it and you feel like you heard some story about a tower and some bandits and white sparrow. But that was like ten years ago. There was some story, like it was one of the other like the things that White Sparrow is known for giant hand, something about a tower and bandits nearby.
5: Um do we want this guy still? Cause <laughs>
4: You're not going to like, him, we, are you? I, mean,
5: I'm, I, I don't know. I don't know how he tastes, so it depends. <laughs> Untasty heat. Um But I can see about carrying him to the town and maybe get him some help. Or we could use him as blackmail or leverage uh, to maybe find out some more information. This
0: is a very complicated question in Dungeons & Dragons.
2: I always like finding out more information, so... Mm-hmm. Um... He is a prospect, though, because I don't know how much they would have taught this him. This was yeah. more of a
5: question towards Tony to see if I'm strong enough to carry him yeah, that totally. far, or how he far is it is. Not that big. Okay.
1: <laughs> perhaps the perhaps White White Sparrow has a uh, local constabulary that mm-hmm. might. Uh, be interested Ooh, yes. in a member of the Nightblades.
0: I'd just like to take a moment to shed light on Thamia asking what her friends interpreted as a legal, moral, or philosophical question, and she just intended as a carrying weight question.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a simple
5: Goliath.
0: Yeah. So uh, should you make your way to uh, to Thamia or sorry, Thamia is the person. Should you make your way (laughs) to to White Sparrow with Thamia carrying your bandit prisoner? Do it. All right. You leave the other bandits dying in the road, I guess. (laughs) So they're
2: they're dead in the (laughs) road. They're all dead. dead. They're they're all They're all dead. We're leaving them as a warning to the other prospects. So
0: you, uh, it takes you about 90 minutes or so as you come down out of the woods into the valley and cro- and you're, the the path eventually brings you within sight of the town of White Sparrow. White Sparrow is, you know, it's a decent sized little town here in the, the middle of nowhere. It looks like, you know, maybe a hundred or so people live there. Uh, most notable landmark. Giant stone hand sticking up out of the ground. Uh, Notable, also that stone hand, six fingers. That's not weird. That's
3: it's It's a six fingered hand. It's a little weird. I'm super curious about it.
1: Um,
0: Super curious about that. You know, in in a you know, you are new to adventuring.
1: This adventure is going to run. Five seasons and they're never going to explain it. It's fine.
0: Can
2: can I can I do an Arcana check since uh, sure. I've got uh, you Hosefimer wander arcana? into
0: town. This is not a walled town or anything. So there's just a road that leads right into town, and that road it leads right past the big stone hand. To be clear, uh, the stone hand is like taller than a building. Literally, the tavern in uh, White Sparrow is built in the shadow of the uh, the hand. Uh, it is in fact called. What's the name of the tavern? Do, do, do. Shadow of the
1: Hand? The Shadow, yeah. No. Um,
0: no. Like, it has a name that's about shadows. I'm bad at finding things in my PDF. The Penumbra, the Penumbra Inn. Church? It's oh, hands down the best oh. tavern. Gotta <laughs> hand it to you. The Ever Shady Tavern is uh, built...
2: Oh, oh, that's not...
5: Uh, that's a that's a good name. It's built in no, the I shadow. Like it. It's I both heard. a
2: name and a description. Do
1: you yeah. think this place is reputable?
0: <laughs> Six-fingered hand rising out of the ground. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you make your way into town. People in town are, you know, giving you kind of the look of like, oh, new people. What's with them? What's with that bandit that that half giant's carrying? This is going to be, I wonder if this is going to be trouble or the start of something exciting.
3: Good question. You
1: wander into town. What would you like to do? Well, I frankly am parched and could use a good drink. I say we head to the tavern.
2: I, do I have to go in, or can I just look and stare at the hand for a while? You
1: can look and stare at the hand for a while.
0: Okay. <laughs> G- I Gwendia. really
2: want to double-check. I want to do an arcana check at this All right. point. Can I do that?
0: Uh, can I just ask, who is going to go into the tavern, and who is going to stand and look at the hand, and who is going to do tavern. something else?
3: I really need a short rest, All right. so I'm going to go into the tavern for a couple All of right. minutes. Lee,
4: yeah.
0: uh, Thamia, Kiaris... Uh, Going into the tavern. Karakun, what are you thinking?
4: I'm, I got to look at the hand. All, All right. So the yeah.
0: Karakun and uh, Gwendiel are standing there looking at the giant hand. This hand is huge. It looks like it is it's just, it, it also looks ancient. Uh, Gwendiel, give me an arcana check.
2: All right. So that's 20-sided die for that? Yep.
0: And then your Arcana add your arcana modifier to it. Okay, 20. 20. You know, this is unlike anything you have ever seen. It's not magic, per se, but it is made of some kind of material that... You have like you you have never encountered in your travels before, and just staring at it kind of gives you a buzzing feeling in your head in not a pleasant way. There is kind of a like a somebody has excavated like a like a big hole around the uh, the hand that kind of peeking over the edge. It looks like there's basically a giant pit with scaffolding that goes back and forth about down to the elbow uh, of the arm connected to this hand. And then, you know, disappears into darkness. Uh, there's nobody around. And in fact, it seems like the people of White Sparrow are kind of given the hand some distance.
2: Okay, so the bu- the buzzing is kind of, it unsettles me a little bit. Yeah, it, but... does, it
0: does not feel good. A little bit, little bit of a m- migraine tingle.
2: Okay, so I have, um, uh, what are they called again? I have the I have um, a cantrip for light. Mm-hmm. Cast it will. I, oh, it needs, I'd like to get as close to the edge yep. of the, yep thing as possible and then cast the cantrip for light to see if I can look down and see if there's how 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 yeah. far down the arm goes and how big everything so, is. So
0: pro tip, you cast light on an object, and frequently it is convenient to cast light on like a rock or a coin or something, because then you can like drop that object or toss it down a pit. Oh cool. Yeah well level two magic. Why don't
2: I do that then? I, I pick up a rock that's at the edge of, of the excavation pick and I uh, do my cantrip, mm-hmm. the, the light cantrip, and then toss it into the pit to see how far down it goes it
0: it falls for quite a ways until it does not hit anything so much as disappears into the darkness you think there's a good 100 feet uh of, of of arm down below you Uh, in this pit, and there's some kind of old, ratty uh, rope ladders and catwalks kind of built around the arm, it looks like, as people were excavating it.
4: Gotta ask where all the dirt went to, because I don't see any dirt piles around, so that's disturbing to me. It may be that these
0: excavations were happened a long time ago. Yeah. Or you found a small, logical hole in the adventure. That never happens in Dungeons & Dragons. (laughs) No,
2: that's not it. So it's a giant, six-fingered arm made of material that even I, with my decent-sized arcana can't ever recall having read about or seen.
0: Mm-hmm. It also looks for something that is presumably ancient in that this town has been built up upon. Looks it looks remarkably
2: fresh. It and, looks like brand uh, new.
0: No scuff marks, no no scratches. It's actually no one weathering. half of a high-five a high five statue. Yeah.
2: Is there any way for us to like throw water at it or something to see what happens when we do that?
1: Sure, you've got a water skin. You s- s- splash some water on it. Nothing happens. I like the person who comes to town, casts light on a rock, throws it down a hole, throws some water in <laughs> a hand. You know,
0: yeah. to I'm just that's what
2: to I do see when I go if to town. I can learn anything more about the material if it's reactive.
0: It's called heroism. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Wendell, you notice that the water like beads instantly and kind of drips off of it just slides right mm. down.
4: Oh, that's handy. We could maybe turn it into some kind of cooking material <laughs> that might be able to Yeah, as long cook as you things were, smoothly. As long as
0: you were fine cooking your things on the side of a giant hand. <laughs>
4: so it's smooth. So it's almost like
2: so it seems almost like a ceramic um, Yeah. type of thing since it's yeah. not porous in any way. Nope. Um Oh my goodness. Hmm, I'm going to I'm going to just stare at it for a little bit. All right.
0: <laughs> Carrican, do you want to do anything while you're watching
4: Gwendol stare at it? I just didn't join the series. Right. Uh, I don't have. <laughs> I'm not course. sure what I got. Uh, uh, in my, I've got a light spell. We already tried that. I don't mm-hmm. think I have any. Uh, uh, maybe I pull out my calligrapher's supplies, which I apparently have, and just start writing some kind of uh, story about this hand, <laughs> some notes about it for future travelers. It oh, so- Just
2: occurred to me. I still have two spells left, and um. One of the ones I locked and loaded for the day is Detect Magic, and Mm. I just want to see if there's anything innately magic about this hand. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to cast the spell.
0: You cast Detect Magic. Again, does not seem like there's anything actually magic about the hand, but the material is very Mm -hmm. strange in that it is unlike anything you've seen before, has some somewhat strange Mm -hmm. properties, and looking at it is giving you a headache.
4: Uh, is there any reason why I couldn't walk down those stairs and just kind of check out what's going on down you there? You could. It might be dangerous. Idea. The catwalk and ropes are pretty idea. old.
0: Um, True. That is one way you could die. Do you want to do that?
4: Uh, probably not. <laughs> I'm guessing not yet. I would no, wait for yet.
3: everybody to come together again. Yeah. first. Yeah. But...
0: Meanwhile, back in the nearby, ever-shady uh, Tavern and Inn. Some of our adventures have made their way in. It is starting to get toward, uh you know, evening, so there's a decent-sized crowd in the ever-shady tavern. Looks like various townsfolk and farmers and miners and whatnot, all the people that live and work in the area of White Sparrow, uh, a bunch of them are here enjoying a beverage and possibly some stew there's always
2: stew. What's in the stew is the question.
0: Yeah, so you guys you guys are standing in the in the doorway uh like the the three of you and your captive um the captive says,
1: "Do you think I can get some stew?" <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any money, friend? Uh, can I borrow some? <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me you are not a good investor. I'm good for it, trust me. <laughs> mm, Do you guys like I'm either. looking for a new job. Do you know anything? <laughs> we just came into town. We are not your local employment agents. Mm.
0: <laughs> the uh the uh barkeep comes out from behind the bar. It's kind of a uh uh mid thirties, kinda of heavy set woman. She's got a big apron
1: and she says this is one of those bandits from the from the road. Yes, madam. This is one of these so-called night blades, I think, they go by. We apprehended him attempting to waylay some travelers. She waves over a barback, barback a, bar a, a kind of, you know, a greasy looking 14-year-old and says, go get the sheriff.
0: There's probably some kind of reward in it for you. Uh, I'll get you some beverages and uh, a
1: table in the corner is available. That's most kind. And perhaps you would not object if I played a little song.
2: Stop (laughs) him! Stop
1: him!
0: Maybe after people have eaten, you know. No offense, but there was. It's a policy, you know. It's like one of those like behind every rule, there's a story. This story is a bad one. No, no, no music before food.
4: They do have a dulcimer up on the stage, though. Yeah, oh, well, I'm an expert, a master here. of the dulcimer. <laughs> it's a rusty dulcimer. Um, rusty dulcimer. Oh,
1: that's a way better tavern. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
0: and so you settle in some beverages and some complimentary
4: stew arrive. Hey, you look pretty nice. That's a uh, oh, that kind of compliment. Uh, so, sorry.
0: Your captive is standing there tied up in silk uh, <laughs> as you do
3: only the best. At least he's
1: wearing the fancy
0: robe yeah. for dinner. Let, <laughs> let's say that eventually uh, Gwendiel and uh, Kara could, uh, join the group in the tavern for some refreshments. Because, you know, you had a you had a battle. Some people took some hits and you wanted... Oh,
2: that buzzing yeah. has finally, yeah. in our heads finally made us all testy yeah. and hungry. So
5: I have a quick question um, about if I take a short rest I can regain hit you points? You
1: totally do that now. So if we're taking a short rest which is about an hour... You can spend um, some of your hit dice, and essentially you get to roll those. You get to add your Constitution modifier, and that gives you some hit points back. Okay. And you can spend any number. And I will say, if you, if we all sort of get together and uh, we're taking a little short rest there, I can also, uh, if I perform, if I do perform, you get some extra hit points. So, oh
3: yeah, I I need more hit points. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I could yeah. just be. I sorry, can hum
1: Prince. a little song. I could give a little speech.
4: Nay, nay! Play some lovely tune on the dulcimer. I love the sound of hammers. The Qrs will do a little. He'll just
1: like do a little beatboxing. <laughs>
2: okay. mm-hmm. Wait, you don't have your pan just flute? You That's want. right. Can you make like a? Can you improvise a pan flute with the with the straws that come in the drinks?
1: Yeah, maybe? D- Dan. Can we
0: hear just a little bit of beatboxing? <laughs> All right, I'm good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Grindia, this time is banned straws it only allows yeah. uh, <laughs> only pan a lot of we'll do on the internet yeah each, each
1: beverage comes cup. with a pan flute it's very wasteful
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no it's
2: like a little paper thing but
0: think <laughs> of the turtles
1: everybody should have uh, a certain number of hit dice and then you get a cons- your bonus is your constitution I think only Lee and Thamia are her and uh, because I did a song of rest uh, when you the beatbox of rest the beatbox of rest uh, you get an additional six hit points.
3: Nice.
5: Ooh, so really, we don't need to... You'll
1: need to spend a hit die in order to make it... It's basically, I can give you a bonus when you spend a hit die, so you still have to spend a okay, hit gotcha. die.
5: Well, it's a good thing that uh, the the uh, Q's um, hit points were as big as they were, because I rolled a one. But your constitution's uh, probably pretty good, right? Plus two. Uh, three, Yeah, So nine back. So I got three. Yeah, so...
3: We're good. Nice.
4: So you feel a lot better. I'm,
5: yeah,
3: I'm yes. back up to max nice. HP now.
4: I, I haven't had any hit points taken away, right? Nobody hit me?
3: No, just no. Nope. Nope. Do just you want caffeine. me to
4: hit you
0: before I do the song? <laughs> <laughs> so you're healing, you're enjoying some stew and beverages, you're feeling okay. Uh, you know, your captive it, repeatedly asked for stew. And after a little bit of time, uh, the door to the tavern clanks open, and standing in the doorway is a somewhat intimidating looking sight. Uh, it's a you know uh, middle aged woman. She looks like she's probably in her fifties. Uh, she's wearing big heavy boots. She's got a belt with a sword on it, an eye patch, a lot she of tattoos, awesome. a lot of tattoos, more scars, and she has a uh, star shaped badge uh, on her vest. She stomps over to uh,
3: sounds amazing to all of you. Lee is also covered in tattoos, so when when she sees someone step in, she kind of just does like the little acknowledging head nod. Uh, give me uh, some kind of ta- game
1: recognized work? game.
3: Yeah, uh, Lee, uh, probably you know
0: you might be familiar therefore with some of the symbols uh, in tattoos. What do you think is the most okay. useful? What would be the most relevant check for tattoo <laughs> identification?
3: Perception? Yeah,
0: sure. Roll roll perception with advantage.
3: Okay. I rolled a six both times, so eight.
0: Those tattoos look real cool. (laughs) Unclear what they mean. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, this woman kind of stomps over to your your table, to your booth, says, I'm the sheriff.
1: I hear you might have something for me. Yes, dear lady. We have for you this specimen. (laughs) She looks... (laughs) unimpressed at
0: the sight of the uh bandit wrapped up in silk rope notice the knot work <laughs>
2: <laughs> i have a, can i do a religion check so i can see if any of her tattoos have religious symbols that we might recognize Indeed. or pick up in handy all right so um i roll yep on this i have a plus five so i will add whatever this is mm-hmm. um so i just rolled an 18 yep Nice so twenty three. 23. 23, Yes. You
0: feel confident that none of those uh, tattoos are religious in nature?
2: No. Oh no, right. they're like like what why, why is there the one of Donald Duck?
4: <laughs> <laughs> what does that Cannon. mean? Cannon. Why is why is there a Pansy's <laughs> oh, why guys, we're is gonna there get a now. duck on her
2: arm? I don't know. <laughs>
5: <Yes>. <laughs> a duck. Character who seems to uh, serve in the mm. military. He has a
2: strange blouse and no pants. Yeah. I don't understand this. <laughs> what's what's and the why, charge? Why does he the one say Yolo? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> with his, uh, he
5: attacked us.
0: Oh, banditry with
5: his buddies. Yeah, that's the word she I was looking
0: for. Kind of wraps the uh, the bandit on the head and says, "You one of those night blades?" And the bandit sheepishly says,
5: "Maybe." <laughs> i was a prospect
0: <laughs> well i appreciate it the uh the night blades haven't haven't caused uh uh white sparrow any trouble yet but you know it's bad for commerce it reflects poorly on the town we'll see that he is uh tried and punished appropriately and the uh customary so you're
2: bounty with the Nightblades.
0: well they've uh that name's been popping up a little bit more these days
2: how how has the name been popping up
0: <sighs> adventures there used to be a gang called the nightblades about 10 years ago seems like they're reemerging we don't know if it's like a like a tribute thing or some of the old nightblades are coming out of hiding a lot of wannabe nightblades coming around causing trouble like this this guy i bet he didn't kill anybody right
4: guys guys do we need to tell her we killed like five people or should we keep that to her? wait is that a problem do you think So you've seen a
2: lot of young Nightblade types, but you haven't seen any older ones, have you?
0: Not so much. You know, it's hard. The, uh... The kids these days, they can't get a job, they don't want to work the field, they don't want to take up a trade, they get mixed up with these Nightblades, they think it's a quick way for easy money, and then they end up like this guy. What's your name? The bandit says, Dorbin. Yeah, they end up like this Dorbin, who's going to go to jail for a long time for banditry.
2: Good lady, you seem like you were experienced with the Nightblades from- Sheriff
0: Ruth Willowman, at your service.
2: Excuse me, Sheriff, I'm so sorry, you- but you seem to be familiar with the previous iteration of the Nightblades? Yep. Who was their leader then?
0: Guy named Ralavaz. Went to jail. Took him in myself.
2: Is Ralavaz yeah, like still me. in jail? Um, I
0: don't know. I think so. I mean, he went to jail for murder. They usually keep you there for a while.
2: So we could go see him if we wanted to?
0: Well, it's not near here. We had to take him, send him off to the, you know, the main city south of here. Several days travel. But you know,
2: yeah. Would that would the, would the jail happen to be near an old tower of any sort? Is there an old tower near here?
0: No, uh, you must be talking about the Lonely Torch. That was the uh, the Nightblade's old base. That's just a like an hour's walk from town.
2: All right, is that also to the south, or is that to another direction?
0: That's about an hour north. Okay, so the prison—it's a prison, I should say. It's it's several several days travel. So
2: Relatas is 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 several days to the south. The mm the tower where they used to be is is, is, is an hour to the north correct and um, when did the trouble with the new iteration of the, the these guys start up
0: a couple weeks ago
2: just a couple weeks ago um, okay how do we know if there was like any we- was there anything that happened in local history that might have set it off like it's the anniversary of somebody founding the town or there was like a religious festival or anything like that
0: I just think they're jerks probably <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to work for a living. They just want to prey on travelers, good people. I'll be honest, they usually don't, don't mess with the uh, the townsfolk yet, so it's not really my business. But yeah, like this guy, 100% jerk. She knocks him upside the head.
5: Sheriff, uh, can we have the rope back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my very <laughs> finest
1: rope, by the way. Sure. <laughs> The the uh the other the other uh people
0: uh eating dinner in the tavern watch the very awkward sight of you guys unwrapping a bandit from fifty feet of silken rope. The bandit then stands there sheepishly for a couple seconds. I made
1: the knots so that you can just pull one in he spins yeah. like a
0: the, uh- <laughs> like a
5: top. I got, I got ten ten piece ten uh bronze pieces. I don't know my uh, what money no uh he's gonna land face up okay. Ten copper that's, 10 that's copper my... yeah there you go <laughs> yes t- thank you uh, don't bet 10 word.
1: gold that's a lot of money that's yes. like 200 dollars. No, says <laughs> no. Thamia, who are you betting with <laughs> any, any takers any takers
5: it does yeah i'm a goliath i i like to compete with all of the things and this is something that's in the safe
0: all right. Uh one of the the a, a a a townsperson next to you Thamia, takes that bet and loses. You are now Aww. up 10 bronze pieces.
3: Nice.
0: So Sheriff Ruth Willowmane uh pulls a much more appropriate size length of rope from her belt and <laughs> and loops it around the bandit's wrist a couple times. She gives you kind of she she maintains eye contact with uh Q-Rs the whole time that she's tying an appropriate <laughs> kn- knot around the bandit. Excuse me. Is, she, is she flirting sure. with me? What's happening? Sure.
2: Is that an intimidation Are you going are you to start like a, 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 a bagpipe ballad to woo her? Is this some
4: Probably not. So, <laughs> uh, Sheriff, I, I beg your pardon, Sheriff, but there's this giant hand outside. I'm really very curious about. I don't know. Can you can you tell us anything about that giant hand? It seems like it yep. uh, might have some significance.
0: Giant hand, always been there yeah. before the town. It's about it. People go down that pit? Yeah, I can't recommend it.
4: Is there candy down there? N- no, n- <laughs> I don't oh, think candy. so, sir. <laughs> right.
2: Why did people found a town next to a giant hand that is attached to what appears to be a giant arm?
0: I c- couldn't tell you.
2: Is there anybody in town who could tell us?
0: I mean, I think that goes back quite a ways. Can't really speak much to the uh, motivations of the people who founded the town hundreds of years ago.
2: Is there anybody in town like a religious order or a monk or anything like that that might be able to?
0: There's a temple. Can't say it doesn't sound like a rude question. What's what's so great about where you're from? But you don't have any hands.
4: No, we don't, which is
2: why we really (laughs) want to know about it. So there's a temple. Um, Is the temple near the tavern?
0: Uh, Yeah, it's a short walk.
2: And are there people in there right now?
0: There's probably always a priest there. It's the Temple of Light.
2: Probably? Mm. Yeah. I want to go.
0: All right. Let me ask you, uh, as we get toward the end of our session, you probably have some things that you might wish to learn about the town or about the bandits or things. Uh, You could potentially, you know, towns are pretty safe. You could split up to cover more ground and -hmm. potentially do some investigation checks if you are so inclined. So um,
3: before we do that, now that now that the sheriff is closer, can I look at her tattoos again and see if I do better? Yeah. OK, uh, that's a 19. They you know what? This
0: time the light's better. You know, you spent some time—you've been probably awkwardly staring at them the whole time. That's
3: what I do, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it, it seems like most of the tattoos, uh, they're pretty old. So she's probably had them for a long time. And a lot of them that you kind of make out look like they're probably uh, military-themed tattoos. So probably this is someone who served as some kind of soldier. Okay. So, prior to a, life, a career in law enforcement. So— all right, so let me uh, ask, and I'll just kind of go around the room and, and see what do people want to do. QRS, what do you want to be doing?
1: Uh, I would like to find out more information about uh, the, uh, the Nightblades um, and the tower. Like Who do you inquire. want to find that information from? I think I'll belly up to the bar and just start a conversation with some of the local patrons.
0: Why don't you roll investigation? I'll check with you in a second on how well you did. Thamia, what are you up to? Uh,
5: I would like to know what the soup of the day is.
0: Okay. The soup of the day is stew. Stew. <laughs> rich, rich fantasy world.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I think I would like to sit and, uh, eat my bowl of stew, maybe an ale or something and just kind of, uh, view the people that are currently in the tavern.
0: They look like just good, Common stock, the salt of the earth, people that work are for a living. Humans? Uh, mostly humans, probably a good, about 70, 80% human. There's a couple dwarves and half-elves mixed in there.
5: Ooh, I apparently like dwarves oh. as a Goliath. Interesting. I don't know, I don't know
0: if they like you. <laughs> no,
5: <laughs> um, probably not. There's, uh, there's but... some
0: kind of some bad history between dwarves and giants that I, I don't Ooh. know if that carries over to half-giants. Um, I don't know. All right. Uh, Caracon, what are you up to?
4: Well, I'm going to go find a blacksmith or a silversmith or somebody who makes things with shiny metal and, uh, or dull metal and ask them if they know anything about uh, the, what that hand is made of and if I can buy some and if they have some aluminum foil I can crinkle up.
0: So there is a, uh, a smith across the street from the tavern. He is kind of getting ready to close up for the night uh, as the sun is setting and you come over to him and he says, what, what do you want?
4: Well, uh, just, you know, I, I'm very interested in metal especially shiny metal, and uh, I don't know if you got any shiny metal. You got any shiny metal?
0: I got iron, I got steel,
4: I got tin. Oh, you know, I could really use some tin, but, but you know, while you're getting some tin together, you know, I have, I can pay for it, but I wonder if you ever cut any of that material off the uh, hand over there. It looks like very interesting material. might be shiny. Pretty sure it's stone, friend. The strangest stone I've ever seen. Are you sure? Have you never taken a, uh, I don't know, whatever instrument you have in here? Is it a hammer? Some kind of tongs. Hammer <laughs> uh, and tongs. Shakes. uh Can't sort of have, out a little traveler. Bit. You're, it's a peculiar
0: question you're asking.
4: <laughs> I'm peculiar sort of fella, so i not surprised. I got that. I got that. I'll just have some tin if you have. He, a chance to give me he, some tin. he
0: takes out some tin snips and he uh, cuts you some tin. Okay, pay him what a couple of coppers for. Yeah, it don't, yeah, do, no, it's a, don't bother. <laughs> don't bother doing the math. But you can now add that you have some bits of tin <laughs> to your inventory. Meanwhile, Lee, what are you up to?
3: Um, I want to find out more about. Uh, actually, Q, what are you checking out? I'm do just you wanna uh,
0: the bandit. He's, the bandits. He's in asking tavern. around town about, or asking around the tavern about the bandit.
3: So I want to ask more about that pit by the hand and what happens to people who venture down. So I'm just going to look for someone who looks friendly, um, buy them an ale and sit with them. Give me an investigation
0: check. I'll come back to you in a second. Gwyndale, what are you up to?
3: I'd really like
2: to go to that temple that the sheriff was talking about.
0: So you head. Uh, it's a short walk from the uh, the tavern. There is the Temple of Light. It's kind of a open air uh, kind of. Uh, circular structure it's it's not really even a building so much as like a kind of like a little plaza it doesn't have a, a roof uh, and it's got lots of kind of like stone uh, figures five ancient statues of elf men and women uh, including a statue depicting the goddess of light and now I am not sure uh, Gwendil or Lisa mm-hmm. if you have chosen what kind of cleric you are you, you know clerics worship some kind of deity that they get their power from so I don't know if that is a deity that is in line with this uh, temple of light or not um, but you know, this is this is a place of worship. There is an orb hanging in midair in the center of the open nave, glowing with scintillating colors. Rings of stone pews face a central fountain beneath the orb, which bubbles with warm water. Um, there is a small circular house sitting nearby, which looks like probably the priest uh, that maintains the temple uh, lives there.
2: I am going to do an Arcana check to see if I can identify the statues Mm -hmm. mm-hmm uh see see if i know who any of them are
0: sure give me a actually that's probably going to be a religion check
2: oh it's a religion check okay yep there we go well let me do that too Uh, okay it's a 17
0: um okay so it looks like probably this was originally some kind of elven temple that has been kind of like uh take appropriated taken up but you know maybe Mm -hmm. it was abandoned and has been kind of fixed up as still to reopen it as a a place of worship um and it looks you know it's nice it's it's Mm -hmm. it's actually probably pretty nice especially for the small little town that is uh white sparrow so
2: so originally the elves were here yeah somebody else took it over
3: yeah
0: yeah doesn't look like the priest is there now he's probably Eat, eating dinner or sleeping in his house well so.
2: i'm kind of I'm fascinated by the orb of light that's hanging so i'm just gonna study yep. that for a while
0: okay it looks like it's probably it has a uh a similar uh light spell cast on it that's probably kind of held in place and powered by the uh people praying and worshiping in this place all right meanwhile back in the ever shady tavern uh q you rolled an investigation check how'd you I do i did i did great i actually rolled a critical wow 22 all right so you are kind of you know chatting up people playing some little ditties asking around um uh, you meet a, a peasant named uh, Rickman, who's been around for you know he's getting getting up in the years. He's a, a retired farmer at this point, and he tells you a story about ten years ago. There was this guy Ralavaz, and he was the leader of the Nightblades, and they were awful, and they used to bother everybody. And eventually, the people in the town rose up against them, and they trapped all the Nightblades in a, in a uh, in a barn, and the barn was set afire. And he's pretty sure everyone died. Yikes. Wait, everyone died? That's what he says.
1: Ah, so you can give him a little of the old Ralavaz. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um,
0: <laughs> so yeah. Um but yeah, he
1: says there's other people around, but probably they don't have anything to do with the old night blades. This person does not seem very can I roll and see how reliable this person is? Can I roll an insight? <laughs> sure.
4: Roll for public drunkenness.
1: I roll insight. I got a thirteen on insight. <laughs> Uh, well,
0: QRS, he is a retired farmer who's drinking heavily in a bar. Uh, he's very friendly. But yeah, the quality of the, cre- the credibility of the story may not line up with the quality of it. And in Fair fact, <laughs> he starts to get into an argument with the uh, the farmer next to him who insists that no, the leader was apprehended by the sheriff and was sent away to prison. That seems
1: more plausible based on what we've yeah. heard. <laughs> Unless there's a conspiracy afoot. Yeah. Uh,
0: you know, another guy you, you meet you meet up, uh, he's a, a, a young criminal craftsman he's he's apprentice to the smithy his name's odette and odette tells you yeah there is this thing where there's these new young wannabe night blades sniffing around town causing trouble people don't really know what's up with that yet but they don't like it It brings back a lot of bad thoughts for the people of white sparrow who were
1: here 10 years ago uh, do you know anything of a night lord uh odette has never heard of a a night lord thank you enjoy your drink friend yep um
0: Okay, Lee, you were asking about uh, the hand. Strangely, despite it being the major landmark in town, people... In the uh, ever shady tavern, are not eager to talk about the hand. It's unclear if it's you know taboo or just they're really bored of talking about the hand. Um, But you do manage to coax a story out of. uh, There's an accountant who who handles the town's finances. His name is Rab, and Rab tells you that yeah, there was somebody financed like an archaeological dig. uh, You know, I think it was back in my dad's time, probably twenty or thirty years ago. They dug that big hole down down around the hand they got all the way down to the elbow uh and then i don't know i think they went out of money or all the workers went mad something like that
3: oh so the pit is is new yeah
0: goes back like 30 years okay i wouldn't trust those ladders i only like fresh ladders says rab
3: Okay. Um I can't think of any questions to ask like
0: Let me think of some questions, Aline Sims. What's the deal with this six-fingered cyclopean hand? Who is this night lord? Do the Nightblades have any linkage to the Nightblades of old? It would be a weird adventure if they didn't. What other questions and answers will we find here in the town of White Sparrow for answers to questions such as these? Tune in next time a total party kill thank you good night